Welcome to Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Justin Gordon, and in this episode, we have Amit Mishra, the co-founder and CEO of iMocha, a company providing AI-powered digital skills assessments with over 2,000 skills to help build winning teams, also including enterprise-ready features and plug-and-play integrations. This is a company that's gotten to more than $200,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And in this episode, we talk about how Amit started the company, what he's done to grow it so far, how he's gone from a $500 a year to $30,000 a year average customer value, going from 15K in MRR early on to now this 200,000 plus MRR and really his growth plan to gain to $50 million in annual recurring revenue. We go through why he raised $600,000 in 2020 from a number of different people, more strategic decision, and how he's built the team of more than 60 people at iMocha. All of that and so much more in this episode. As always, these show notes are justgogrind.com slash podcast, and you can support the show by leaving a rating and review over in Apple Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hawk Media, a full-service outsourced CMO based in Santa Monica, California, providing guidance, planning, and execution to grow brands of all sizes, industries, and business models. Hawk Media is recognized by Inc. as one of the fastest-growing marketing consultancies, and their collaborative process, a la carte offering, and month-to-month fee structure give clients the flexibility they need to boost digital revenues and marketing ROI. Hawk Media, the company, has serviced over 1,500 brands of all sizes, ranging from startups like Tomorrow Melon, SIO Beauty, and Bottle Keeper, to household names like Red Bull, Verizon Wireless, and Alibaba. And also, I had the founder and CEO of Hawk Media, Eric Huberman, on the podcast in episode number 23, if you want to take a listen. And to get a free consultation, head on over to hawkmedia.com, and be sure to mention Just Go Grind. Without further ado... Here is Amit Mishra, co-founder and CEO of iMocha. Amit, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. I'm happy and excited to be here. I appreciate you coming on. I've been excited as well to, to have you on with the success you've had with, with iMocha. And, and for people who aren't familiar, what are you doing with this company today? So uh, iMocha is a skill assessment company uh, primarily used by medium segment and enterprises for recruitment, uh, skill assessment, and L&D and upskilling skill assessment. And with this as well, I understand that you, at this point, I mean, have like 2,000 plus different like skills and skills tests that you're able to do. But how did this get started in the first place, Amit? So uh, prior to this, uh, Sujit, uh, who is the co-founder and CTO, and I uh, were running an IT services venture, uh, where uh, we found out a problem that uh, many hiring manager and interviewer team used to reject the candidate and used to used to comment that they do not have the basic skills that are required for that job. And when we tried digging more and deeper into the problem, we understood that a recruiter uh, judges a uh, resume based on uh, judges a person based on the resume and the uh, keywords written in the resume. And unfortunately, resume do not <laughs> validate skills themselves. And, uh, and moreover, candidates are very lavish in writing uh, this. So even they, if they, even if they have worked for some skill, even for a week, they make sure, make sure that it is as a proficient in their resume. And because of that time, uh, like recruiter used to put those candidates further for the interviewing process. And a lot of uh, 
can a lot of time of hiring team used to go in vain on the unrelevant candidates and that was the need we felt in an earlier venture in IT services and when we exited it we thought uh, let's solve this and that's how Interview Mocha was born so iMocha was previously known as Interview Mocha. And I definitely want to talk about that kind of rebrand eventually in this episode, but we'll get to that in a second. But I'm curious as to in those early days when you were trying to validate this problem, you're trying to see if you're going to start this company, I mean, what were some of the things you were asking potential customers or things you were trying to discover in this kind of you know, early customer discovery phase? Yeah. So uh, when we started, uh, we thought uh, to start uh, interviewing solution where it will be a automated video interview where questions will be thrown on the screen and response will be recorded. And that's how uh, we named it interview software. That's the reason interview and Sujit and I were sitting in a coffee shop and having a mocha coffee. So that's the name <laughs> interview mocha. So when we, when we got uh, into it, uh, we found out that though interview solutions are needed, but there are some players existing in the market uh, in United States to be particular who are solving uh, the uh, recorded response or automated video interview solution. When we started engaging with customers and more and more, we found out that uh, there is a bigger white space in terms of skill assessment uh, that is open and there is nobody who is catering to it. And then we quickly within six months of uh, even our product was not developed and we were talking to some beta customer we pivoted to uh, skill assessment as a primary solution uh, but the name remains the same interview mocha yeah and in those early days as well then i mean what did this when you actually you know went to market what was the the product itself what did it consist of in the early days obviously you've come a long ways in the last number of years but i'm curious to like the early days of the company what was the product so when we launched, so we, we, we launched uh, Interview Mocha in this form uh, in uh, almost in March 2015, or oh, yes, uh, ago. Uh, that time, uh, we realized that, uh, so, so uh, it was just a assessment platform with uh, multiple choice questions. Then we added some coding simulations to it and then started creating our own questions and putting it on and started selling it. And for first two years, uh, like we, we, we have been just writing the content on blog and making our pages uh, SEO. And that time, uh, we used to uh, create questions uh, ourselves. So now, uh, question creation procurement is a crowdsource mechanism. So we are an Airbnb of this industry. So where these 2,000 skills are created by the subject matter experts outside of our organization in a maker-checker manner. At that time, it was just a platform with some content on it, and we started writing content and getting uh, started getting uh, traction. And that time, uh, it was a forty-nine dollar a month package. Uh, now <laughs> our, our ACV is thirty thousand dollar. Okay, typically, so we started with five hundred dollar a year. Uh, that was our unlimited package that time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because it's it's come such a long way and I'm definitely going to ask some questions around that to get through the story of how you've evolved into today. But I love talking about the the early times, especially for other founders who are kind of just getting started and wondering, you know, how do you build a company that's in multi-million dollar ARR at this point and, and obviously has done a lot of great things. So the early days is, is more real for people. And so in those early days as well, that was the product. It was 50 bucks a month, roughly. And 
how are you acquiring customers? Were they just coming inbound from the blogs you were writing or take me through that customer acquisition process in the, you know, the early years? Sure. So uh, at early year, we were more focused on uh, our uh, offering. Okay. And uh, we being, uh, we, we, we have done uh, and run a IT services venture in the past, as I uh, told you about. So unlearning IT services uh, was uh, a challenge for us. Because uh, running a services business is all together different from running a product business, right? So yeah. So we 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 didn't uh, had much clue, but uh, we were fortunate to got into a Microsoft Accelerator then, okay. And in those four months, Microsoft Accelerator uh, literally took us through uh, a curriculum of four months, which which were which was a stationed one in India itself. And uh, where we realized that in earlier uh, thing, though we are getting customer, but those are multiple segment customer. There are multiple value proposition then and no single value proposition. Uh, uh, predictability and repeatability was very low. And but traction channel was just we started writing content on blog and we started answering Quora questions. So I myself uh, answered many questions on Quora to get uh, traffic to uh, website then and we uh, so for first first uh, 18 months to 24 months it so happened that we were able to acquire uh, almost 600 uh, auto paying customer paying us 49 dollar a month uh, from across the globe and we reached to uh, almost 15k mrr uh, you uh, and 50, uh, 60 plus countries and in one of the forum in sas forum i was talking to one of the a successful SaaS entrepreneur and I was updating him that we have 600 customers from 50 plus countries and we are at 15 KMRR and he asked me a front question are you feeling shameful about it or are you saying it proudly and that <laughs> that really made me think oh, okay we, we, we got customers but are we doing something wrong are we not focused on one segment and that was a, a game-changing question from uh, us and since then uh, we started focusing on the customer for whom we matter the most. So we, we applied few parameters like, uh, is it a, uh, so it's almost a story of uh, two and a half years back, this I'm talking about, where we needed to answer that we need to choose a segment which is big enough where the usage of our product will be uh, weekly, daily, uh, not seasonally, okay? And, yeah. and 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 the duration and the requirement will stay longer and the advocacy potential will be there so earlier any like so maybe one person two person people team a consultant used to buy us use us for some need one hiring and when the need is done they used to churn uh, so we got uh, that input and since then no look back so in last two and a half years from 15k MRR now 200k plus MRR so in two years <laughs> uh, so I, I would say for early uh, early stage entrepreneurs focusing on one segment for uh, so first of all you need to qualify that segment that every customer can be your customer but you need to decide upon one segment one use case uh, until you become product market fit of it and scale it further so these are my learnings at least.
<laughs> yeah, and I think it's important that you, you mentioned that. And when you were going through that, understanding that you really need to find the right customers and the right value prop, obviously, for them. How did you shift the business when you you know figured that out as to who the customers were, were going to be? How did you change your kind of acquisition strategy around that then? So luckily, when, when we put the specs of uh, one particular segment, uh, in our 600 customers, we used to have uh, close to 40 customers who qualify for our segment. But because it was a sales flow model, we never talked to them and <laughs> it was through chat only. <laughs> so we were lucky that out of the 600, 40 customers were using at least 1% of that, those organizations were using us that time. But we never focused on them. And But when we realized uh, these are the medium segment and enterprise customers from primarily from United States, let's focus more on them. So we grew our pricing every quarter and almost like from 600 ACV now, uh, we have a couple of customers paying us quarter million, six customers paying us 100K plus a year and dozens of them paying us 30K. So we kept on increasing our pricing. So that helped us in two ways. Out of 600 customers, many churn, but whoever bought the new package, our revenue didn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when we started talking to them more and more, uh, we realized that uh, who are these customers and uh, suddenly from uh, AdWords and uh, SEO, uh, we added LinkedIn where we knew whom to target. We started showing them uh, different ads, got them in funnel. Uh, recently, six months back, we got Microsoft partnership for a global GTM, started with India. And then, then, then in, in, it affected our product roadmap. It is more aligned with this customer segment now. Then uh, our traction channels are aligned to them. So th th those things happen. Yeah. And on that note, you mentioned the pricing and growing that over time to obviously the point now where you have customers that are you know tens of thousands, if not a couple hundred thousand uh, in terms of their you know ACV. How did you get to that pricing did you just decide okay we're going to actively raise our prices every month or every quarter or was it strategic like that i'm just curious on how you thought about pricing because it's such an important part of any business so previously we we, we thought uh, let's let's take uh, uh, let's uh, increase the pricing so that the affordability can only to certain customer segment and at that time a test attempt was our primary dimension so we, we, and moreover, when we increased the pricing, it didn't happen that for the same product, we were getting more, but we got a customer success team in place who were onboarding these kind of customer, right segment of customers, uh, themselves, helping them every week, every month, getting them on monthly calls and usage uh, increase. So test attempt base was the only pricing uh, dimension we had that time. Then we, we realized that for medium segment and enterprises, you need to have multiple users using the system and we started developing features which are enterprise ready so we got a role-based access control we got team collaboration and that added the secondary dimension to our pricing which was per user test attempt was one dimension per user is the second uh, dimension then we realized that features like uh, employer branding and masking urls and uh, uh, changing the email templates so we got a uh, few features future features even for those segment and then we came up with three bands a band for starter a band for business package and band for enterprise you land in one of the package and there are 
uh, in, in each package uh, there is a price variation and apart from that package we got test attempt and number of users are the primary uh, drivers so that time uh, we used to give unlimited test attempt one user now there are companies where we have 200 plus active users 500 plus active users uh, using us so we get paid for users we get paid for test attempts so it's an enterprise pricing now custom pricing and and from that then the pricing obviously evolved as you decide on the, the customers and you, you narrow down to okay these are the customers we really think are the best for us in terms of who we want to work with from there then obviously as you're growing this company and the MRR you know grows uh, you mentioned it was like a 15k it's obviously grown to like 200k now how have you built the team along the way how's the hiring been for you uh, with this company so far Amit? so there were two parts to it uh, before uh, we were going remote in march we were around 30 35 people team now we are almost 60 plus okay so we recruited almost 25 uh, people team now uh, and this team is for growth so I, I would say most of them are recent and they didn't started performing as of now but yeah. uh, how did we create a team is uh, we found out that because we are sitting in India and serving enterprises that two global enterprises, primarily US, and we didn't, uh, still we don't have any employee in US as of now, though, though we plan to have a team now, but uh, till the date we don't have it. We understood that land and expand is what is working for us. And in land, we found out that inbound marketing is a traction channel. Then for processing the leads and uh, putting on the demos, we need to create a SDR team. And to close those deals, we need AEs, account executives. Once it is closed, we need to uh, assign a customer success manager and a team for product adoption. And once that is done, uh, to uh, so we spend more on customer marketing now. So we land, uh, still we land at 5 to 10K uh, to this segment at this point in time even. But then our success team uh, with account managers do a great job and get them from 5k to 100k in 18 months predictably now okay so when we realize that there needs to be a marketing part there needs to be a sdr and a part there needs to be a cs part we realize that this is the way our team formation is going to be and uh, then uh, in india it was not very common but we started with it uh, we started a esop program and in jan this year we created a uh, middle management team or or management team i would say okay and they were qualified guys to scale this company to next level which is uh, say almost 10 million in next 18 months this is what we are targeting <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> okay it. so th those guys we, we recruited uh, one of the like uh, leading guy uh, marketing head from freshworks we got a senior engineering director from amdocs as our engineering head and uh, then we we were able to sold them the dream uh, uh, plus <laughs> the clear path and uh, a, a way to achieve what we would like to achieve with ESOP and uh, and uh, like be, be being a bootstrap company we knew how to be profitable always that time so we got them in and then it was a uh, relatively easy task for us because when we were able to acquire these six guys. Uh, they knew how to get the team in place and we assisted them in uh, every place I would say. yeah and on that note you mentioned you know being bootstrapped for most of this and then you raise a small a small round in this year take me through why you ended up raising the uh, 600k this year so uh, for, first of all like uh, we we we, uh, we know that in 
in a SaaS ecosystem in India, uh, there are a handful of people who have been there and done that and got uh, a company to a valuation of billion dollar, 200 million plus and all. And we wanted them to come along with us and help us to narrow down this journey and make fewer mistakes. Okay, so uh, we wanted them to be associated with us, and that's the reason we uh, wanted to do a small angel round. Then, that uh, uh, that time we we are almost at a million dollar around eight months back, and uh, we got a list, and we were fortunate that beat Girish, uh, founder of Freshwork, a co-founder of Freshworks, to uh, like Vinod, Krish, Ashwin from Revachor and all uh, Indian SaaS poster boys, uh, we were able to get uh, us. And the reason for it was uh, because we want to do less mistakes and uh, uh, we, we believe a lot of, uh, we, I also keep on sharing a lot of insights uh, to the early stage founders now. And these guys also like, there is something called a SaaS Bumi, like Sastra uh, in uh, India, where yeah. we all meet and these guys are helpful so we got them along and now uh, most of them come on regular calls with me uh, monthly and i discuss the bottlenecks for that month or that quarter and get uh, at least a path quickly that was the reason and second thing <laughs> why in covid times because we we, we, we wanted a lot of, uh, to uh, boost up some positivity in our team where we are getting some funds and association with these guys and there was this was the second yeah, I think it's it's, a, it's obviously a smart move and a very strategic move along that way to take the capital when you don't necessarily need the capital itself, but what comes along with it and that investment from these people is, is so valuable. And take me through then, I mean, are there anything in particular you could you could mention around what you've learned from you know, like the Freshworks founder, for instance, uh, or anything from this group you're in uh, that's helpful for other kind of SaaS founders? So uh, without naming uh, anyone in particular, uh, so first of all, I learned how to do multiple multi-year deals and get a deal from 30k to 100k and beyond. Okay, that structure. So I'm just uh, quoting some uh, thing. Uh, then, uh, so that that was one uh, good thing. Then uh, we got help from them uh, in uh, and Indian SaaS founders are pretty open uh, in terms of sharing their uh, uh, journey with us, and we got. Uh, so I uh, didn't do a budgeting and proper forecasting uh, earlier, but in last uh, almost 10 months, now eight, nine months, I started doing that with the help of them. Then third thing is we might go for series A in next three to six months. And I got a lot of inputs in terms of how to structure it, how to get a valuation and how to think about it. So in terms of funding, in terms of our business planning and in terms of a few tactical help like structuring a, 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 a bigger deal and then some operational help even in United States. Yeah, that seems so helpful in terms of having that. Go ahead. Not from Girish for sure because he's running like a multi-billion valuation <laughs> company. But yes, for few of them. And Girish is also kind enough to reply us through emails. Yes, which is which is helpful, I'm sure. And and one of the things that I want to go back to, you talked about earlier is around in the early days, you were creating creating content and that was helping you with some of the inbound as well. How do you think about that today in terms of creating content or using content to drive you know uh, revenue for your company? So that time, uh, our inbound channel, our only channel was inbound and content. Then we realized if we are creating an enterprise uh, focused and medium segment focused company we need to know that 
we need to create a corporate marketing team a brand management team and a demand generation team and a product marketing team separately so first of all uh, almost a year back and now uh, it was only couple of content writer writing blogs and seo was the traction channel now we have couple of guys in product marketing team who are creating literature and pages and uh, things that matters to the customer and doing ab every now and then we have a corporate marketing team who is handling pr and brand maybe small one couple of uh, only two people in that but we realize that uh, over a period of time you need to do that uh, we are all almost uh, all um, uh, coverage by all big uh, news and mentions and uh, demand generation team uh, is one uh, where we are spending a good amount on adwords linkedin and directories now so this plus we realize that if you would like to go enterprise and go global we need to have the partner channel where there, there will be companies who can take us globally and we are lucky and fortunate to uh, be ip coastal ready with microsoft india got a couple of uh, early success with them and mo- moving into middle east and uh, microsoft middle east and microsoft africa and soon in a quarter's time we have a good plan to go into micro gtm with microsoft us uh, in terms of traction channel and meanwhile uh, we were evaluating and got early success with uh, advisories even like uh, eny deloitte and others so th- these are the guys uh, whom for like for their customer uh, we, 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 we we they value us and we are trying to get them as a channel and early successes we got already on this channel even for gtm yeah and and one of the things too i, I want to go back to i know we said i'd go through it in this interview is the rebranding to imoca from interview moca i'm just curious as to how that that came about and, and why you ended up doing that yeah right so uh, this thing like the the, th- the thing is uh over a period of time uh, like with uh, talking to customers our cto co-founder talks to one right customer daily okay he's on oh, customer wow. call and uh, we got a, a white space in the market which was like if you see 10 years back uh, and the, the if you see the skill matrix 10 years back and now just just i'll quote couple of examples like walmart against amazon okay uh, the the two retail players Uh, one uh, uh, brick and mortar, uh, one a physical shop, and another is an online shop. The skill metrics of these two organization are entirely different. If you see the banking, even uh, like cashier job is getting replaced by ATMs and online banking. Even if you see tollways, where a person used to be there to tender the change earlier, is getting replaced by RFI technology. Uh, RFID and CCTV technologies. So what I'm trying to make a point here is, technology is killing organization. And for any organization, regardless of industry, if they would like to stay competitive, they need to adopt technology. And because of this change, uh, there is altogether a new skill economy which is emerging. So if you see in last two years, uh, like this is according to our researchers, I would say that now or is another AI has created 2.2 million job. and it made 1.8 million job obsolete cyber security is creating 3.5 million more jobs right and that was uh, even system administrators are getting replaced by cloud managers and when we found out that uh, skill metrics are changing faster than ever 
and there are companies like pluralsight and linda and udemy who are uh, solving the need in terms of creating training content in a crowdsource manner there needs to be a player which will scale along with this need in terms of quantifying skills okay be it for recruitment purpose or be it for upskilling purpose and uh, then we started creating content almost 2 3 years back uh, in uh, crowdsource manner and when we created 2000 skills and uh, really become uh, i would say a digital skill assessment company where we are the company which is the partner for choice for it consulting and technology companies now and for future we found out that the word interview is restricting ourselves with the interview software it is not mm. getting us the right sense in initial uh, pitches and this this we we are very customer driven customer used to ask oh, okay you have such a vast library of skill why only interview so we thought yeah that's right and uh, being you know innovative and innovation is in our dna so we thought of reducing that interview to i and now i stands for uh, innovation innovative innovative moka and we would like to be or aspire to be iconic so that i stands for innovative and iconic <laughs> moka <laughs> and and moka is a coffee and you know uh, americans love coffee so we thought moka is the right name for us so we rebranded from interview moka to i moka and soon our website url will also change in a month's time maybe from now And, and along the way with that, so just dive a little bit deeper. That makes sense from the back background to change into kind of more aspirational what you're going to become as well uh, as you continue to expand. Like, what are some of the the things that actually go into that though? Like a rebrand? Is literally? I mean, obviously, there's changing the domain is one thing, but uh, announcing that or like how do you go through that process of kind of letting the world know what you are now? So we 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 took we we took uh, opportunity to uh, uh, like. Uh, let pr guys know about that rebrand along with our uh, investment news okay so we had a good plan where we did a video uh, we talked to uh, all leading agency uh, we 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 got a paid pr uh, all of that then we 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 we, uh, uh, we were ready with uh, the blogs and content for two months and still we are doing it on social media and others so it was a lot of preparation in terms of content in terms of pr in terms of making sure that right uh, uh, emotions goes to our existing customers uh, so it was whole efforts of marketing team plus cs team and sales team uh, along with some uh, uh, spike in budget for a couple of months <laughs> yeah as a, a one-off to kind of change this thing around in terms of what you're going to be named and everything and and with something you mentioned earlier as well that i want to go deeper on is is the pandemic and you had this this live coding platform that you moved up you know six months i read from when you were going to release it take me through then how that came about how this live coding platform came about yeah so though though we wanted to get rid of interview as a word but interview <laughs> doesn't leave us so what happened uh, we already had a good plan to have like couple of uh, interview solutions in a product roadmap but we got them for 2021 because we wanted to get more and more into uh, skill assessment as the primary thing but in pandemic our customers uh, so in pandemic what happened though number of units of hiring uh, literally has gone down but 
there is no option but to adopt a tool for skill assessment and uh, interview both okay so we just prepon and got so we we understood uh, so as i said uh, the co-founder sitio talk to customer daily we found out that our customers are needing interview solutions uh, faster than ever because uh, previously after skill quantification they used to uh, get a person uh, visit them in our office and interview them but that possibility is totally uh, gone so we and and we are fortunate that we are on aws and microsoft partner and microsoft really helped us in technology and being a ip coastal ready which is very innovative they also uh, lend us couple of uh, developers from their side and in record time we are able to get it and now it's it has become and, and i would say uh, forget about getting new customer from them are lot of existing customers are using it and they are so happy and more sticky and again it grew uh, and expanded uh, our dollar value uh, with them uh, and we have used lot of innovative technology like signal r face api and others there with with that i mean making it happen so so fast though then so what what were the things that you knew you needed to have within this live coding platform that didn't exist already or that really wasn't being done in a, in a good way already. I'm curious as to what were some of those features, some of those things around that you knew you had to build into this. So I would say in bits, bits and pieces, uh, it was available. But in in terms of an integrated solution where a person can go through a coding simulation, they can write uh, uh, like something, we, we have something called as some simulation called as AI logic box, which is typically for functional developers like SAP, uh a salesforce developer rpa tools so we had the unique uh, ability to uh, do a multifaceted skill assessment in which some coding question some mcq uh, a way to automated video interview and then a live coding interview platform so we become the most comprehensive skill assessment platform and when we launched uh, live coding platform uh, parallelly we were working on uh, uh, ai ml and nlp and we worked and launched our auto video evaluation event so in uh, and we got success with uh, english communication at least so far where this interviews can be uh, recorded even and like auto quantified by uh, our algorithms so in in an integrated way customers are able to get an integrated solution when it comes to skill assessment and interviewing yeah. One thing that we we haven't talked a lot, a lot about is the the two thousand plus skills. I know we brought it up, but in terms of that, how are you? you, you are you? How are you getting the, those skills? Are those different? Deciding on which ones you need to train for, or you need to have uh, uh, something in, in place for. Because I imagine there's a lot of different skills you could could or could use. How are you going about that in terms of the skills side of things and deciding which ones? Sure. So first of all, uh, again, I would say customer driven. Uh, we talk to a lot of customer. What has happened? What they have been doing? and what they are up to now plus uh, we literally went through a uh, hundred of our uh, uh, ideal customers we went to through their snapshots of 2010 website 11 website 12 website last 10 years website and menu we studied and studied now and we clearly saw that our customers are categorizing and there is a drastic change so none of our customer is offering half of their solution now what they have been offering it uh, 10 years back 
be it technology companies, be it IT consulting companies. And we found out that those are aggregated by enterprise applications like SAP, Oracle, Salesforce, Workday. Then second by digital skills, whether it's a digital engineering or digital automation. Then we found out that mobility, cloud, AI, uh, cybersecurity, RPA, uh, social, and many skills are changing and those are categorizing as the digital skills of the new era. And once we became uh, clear about uh, that categorization, oh, enterprise application is one, uh, infrastructure management is second, cloud is third, digital skills are third, fourth, cybersecurity is fifth, uh, cloud and mobility is sixth. When we were able to categorize, now we keep a close eye on all the OEMs, be it Microsoft, Google, AWS, SAP, and we study whatever new skills they launch. It we should be the first company to get those skills as a part of our skill assessment program, uh, skill assessment offering faster than ever. So we literally study with them, work with them. Like for, for example, just to give you a context, we have two hundred plus Microsoft skills now. We have hundred around hundred skills only on SAP as a uh, company. So that way we keep a close eye and uh, plus we look at the trends like whether it's a UI developer, JavaScript train, AmberJS, NumPy, Panda or whatnot, I would say. So uh, uh, moment a skill is launched, we are after it and we create it and keep it ready. And the advantage we get is because we have we, we are the only company who is having uh, those skills, we get customers and after maybe 30, 40 candidates go through it, our test or skill becomes calibrated, which is the real offering for our customers then. One of the things I'm curious about, because you mentioned this earlier, and uh, obviously with the investment with, with Freshworks CEO and uh, where you're already at with you know, 2 million plus ARR, how, what is the path for you to 10, 20, 30 million and beyond ARR? I mean, what is the path you think, or even just a high level, some of the things you think you need to do in order to get to that point? So first of all, like we, we currently have a good plan to uh, grow 3, 3, uh, 3x, 3x, and then 2, 2x. Okay. So <laughs> yep. we, we, we plan to be a 50 million ARR company in five years from now. Okay. This is what we are thinking about. Uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, path to it, uh, product wise and segment wise, the segment uh, we have done a product market fit of uh, is a big segment. And we need not worry about even up to million, $50 million to change the segment for the, for the similar kind of segment. Uh, so how will it look like? So we will have uh, average of 100K to 250K uh, customers and we will have 1,000 customers, period, for 100 million. We don't need more than that. Uh, so from uh, product point of view, we need to keep on uh, maintaining this innovation and first more to serve the needs of this segment and be the most innovative, AI-powered, and the most comprehensive player. And uh, This is from product point of view. From GTM point of view, uh, we need to get partnership with Microsoft and uh, advisories globally. Plus, uh, time has come where in next three to six months, we should start uh, uh, getting our US team in place, which is enterprise-focused, be it enterprise sales guys, enterprise account manager, or... Uh, product marketing and get that team quickly in two digits in six months. This is the third thing. And uh, definitely investors uh, 
because we would like to have this growth as an accelerator uh, money will play and investors will play and those connections will play a major role and uh, that's the reason i said we are evaluating uh, going for series a soon and with this as well i mean looking back on this journey of the last five years or so. I know even before then you had another company and I'd read somewhere that it might've been like your LinkedIn or something about you kind of got this entrepreneurial bug uh, years ago when you're working at a bigger company. Has entrepreneurship for you been what you expected? I'm just curious as to how the experience as an entrepreneur has been for you, Amit. So uh, like uh, when I started my first uh, company, <laughs> the motivation for me was uh, uh, like so so mama mine is a uh, so i was about to get married that time I, and i was working with ibm then and i never wanted my wife to be used to a healthy salary and she 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 doesn't want me to get into any kind of risk so before marriage three months i thought let me leave the job and see what to do <laughs> okay so first time so first time it was more of a heroic uh, thing when i started my it services uh, company uh, but then i realized uh, being an entrepreneur uh, you you so so for in, in my it services venture uh, whatever time frame i run in run it from i created almost uh, in cumulative years i almost created 500 plus jobs and that was uh, i feel uh, a considerable contribution to the nation and the society as a whole okay so that was definitely uh, what i wanted to do and then i realized that with imoca now uh, with this industry there is a big problem uh, which is uh, which has and that's the reason everybody is going for digital transformation and there needs to be a reliable player to help them accelerate this workforce transformation required for digital transformation so we are really solving a big problem and i and my whole team is passionate with the vision to solve it so we we in our company call like what uh, google is for search xerox is for photocopy skill assessment should be a synonym for imoca so we, we really are ex, uh, excited and passionate about solving this problem of skill economy where assessment is a currency, we say, and we should be the currency of that uh, skill economy. <laughs> it's it's your, your, your passion, your energy is definitely infectious. And it, it seems like you're going to, it's, it's a no brainer. You're going to get there in a matter of time. And especially with these partners you have on board now and looking at even funding in the series A and, uh, and beyond and seeing where this company goes just to kind of wrap things up here for other maybe SaaS founders just other entrepreneurs in general is there any other kind of lessons you'd want to share or takeaways you want to share from your journey as a founder with with iMocha and your other company that you think would be useful for other earlier stage entrepreneurs to to know and understand yeah so uh, I would say try to <laughs> get uh, your customer segment and the customer segment where uh, it's significant and matters them to the most as early as possible. And once you are able to set that North Star, try to solve all the problems which contribute to the single set of problem what you have decided to add and Set the course your of your ship then by stars, not by every other passing ship. What others do don't doesn't matter. But if you are convinced and got conviction that this is the problem after talking to them, then go full-fledgedly just to solve that one single problem for that segment until you are significant enough to get diversified either horizontally or vertically with other use cases. And uh, be it product, be it product roadmap, be it traction channel, Focus all in your energies to solve that problem and choose a big problem that is worth solving.
I love it. Amit, where can people go to learn more about what you're doing and connect with you as well if they would like to? So I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable if they connect me on LinkedIn or on my email ID, which is amit.intuomoko.com. Uh, soon it will be changing now, but yes, it will be redirected <laughs> to you. So LinkedIn and uh, email ID is what uh, I prefer. Perfect. Everyone be sure to check out Interview Mocha. iMocha is what it will be. The domain will be soon. So this was released. I think it'll still be Interview Mocha, but very soon shifting towards iMocha. Amit, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Thanks a lot, Justin. And it's my pleasure and honor to be here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. If you want to follow along on the socials for all things Just Go Grind and with me as well, you can find Just Go Grind on Instagram and Twitter at Just Go Grind. You can find me on Twitter at JustinGordon212. Find me on Instagram, JustinGordon8. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.